Hey everybody, it's John. In just a moment, you'll hear the season premiere of Pop Mom. I know you've been waiting. Now I have to tell you, I made a little mistake, and I recorded my voice on the wrong mic input, so I'm going to sound a little muddy, a little echoey, a little far away, but you know what I figured? Nobody really cares what I have to say anyway. It's all about mom. So I just wanted you to know, this is not the new sound of Pop Mom. I'll get it right next week. Until then, we love you. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody, this is John Tady welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tady. You know her, you love her, to share her view of pop culture, small town life, and the riddles of human nature. On this episode, our new season premiere, ooh, how exciting, Mom reviews the Craig Ferguson-hosted game of Deception, The Hustler. Ooh, let's bring Mom in now. (laughs) Hi, Mom. Hi, Johnny. How are you? Hey, can I thank all the listeners for all those Christmas cards? We were just inundated with cards. There's just, I can't even thank them all. Thank you all so much. What? Is that true? No, we didn't get even one Christmas card. Even <laughs> even the oil company did not send us a Christmas uh, card this year. Oh yeah, usually that's the most treasured of all. Really gets a featured spot. Well, they might yes. still they might still be in the mail, so you never know. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. My postmaster is not the most uh, on it. Oh yeah, what's going on now? Post office uh, update. Oh, we are kicking off the new season right. What is happening at the local post office? Just nothing, nothing good, nothing good. Stuff, stuff that I have have ordered is being stuck in different um, post offices along the way. And you know, he's his explanation. My my postmaster says to me, "Oh yeah, it gets pushed into a corner." And then it gets overlooked and they take care of the new mail. And I wonder if he, uh, my, my feeling is he doesn't really care about my mail. He just doesn't want me to blame him for it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's the old, it's not my fault defense. However, I have noticed that sometimes I come home and I can check my mail and see that something has been delivered that he has not given to me. And I thought that needed a further look. So I notice he gets boxes and boxes and hampers of mail. And he, for every person that comes in, he goes through every mailbox box that he has flips through every piece of package that that he gets every day. Now, the guy that had the job before him, uh, we are just a little outpost. And the people at the big post office in the next town did not like the last fellow that we had. And that he was very organized. He used to get the packages and put them in numerical order. Oh, imagine that. And I assumed that was just the training they got, but apparently not, or nobody 
wants to tell this guy who's kind of big and <laughs> manly, uh, even though he's a Trumper, um, he that nobody wants to tell him that this is not the most efficient way to run your office. Uh, so the people in the next town, now are we talking about Andover or New London? Yes. Andover, no. they did not like the previous postmaster. Right. But you say he was more organized. So what was Andover's beef with your postmaster? By the way, when we talk about the bigger post office in the next town over, <laughs> you know, it's like comparing a regular M&M to a peanut M&M, right? Like, it's still just a little M&M, but yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I'm not sure how to say this politically correctly. Uh, he was a little... Um, he was not... A brawny. Uh, I see. I see. Yeah. So it was not. It was not how he was doing his job. It was just something about his person. It was a personal prejudice. I believe so. Do you remember the the actor that used to do the chunky commercials? His name was Arnold. That's what the fella that was here before was just like her him. Arnold Stang, that was his name. Oh, good job. And and his wife was like Clutch Cargo. Well, that's <laughs> not... <laughs> that doesn't uh, these, even make sense. These are some amazing mid-century references <laughs> you're, you're pulling out. So Arnold Stang is like... He, he's like a guy with no chin, um, right. thick glasses, right. um, like a dweeb, I guess you might... Is that fair uh, characterization yes. of Arnold yes. Stang? Um, and then Clutch Cargo, you can imagine just from the name, people who don't know, it's a, it was a cartoon, but you can picture someone named Clutch Cargo is going to be a pretty beefy dude. He's, uh, right. You know. So, and, and the Andover people didn't like, what, I still don't understand what their problem was. What well, they I, think they're, I think they were very small-minded and heady with the authority that they yeah. held over this this poor guy who was really doing a very nice job. He was very personable, um, very accommodating, and we really grew to like him so, so much. But these two women over in Andover made his life a living hell. He couldn't do anything right. He, he, he was supposed to be responsible for things like mopping the lobby, you know, and if yeah. and if it wasn't the done by the lobby, yeah. yeah, yeah, and if it wasn't done by ten o'clock on Tuesday, they were over there at ten o three writing them up. Oh my God! Really? Meanwhile, this fella that we have now, I don't think he even knows where the mop is. Yeah. It's just like inches of sand and dirt and. You know, so he gets away with that because these women don't want to fuss with him. So, anyway, the post office is not doing well in Wilmot. Well, the smaller the domain, the pettier the politics, oh, right? You know, that is so true. <laughs> that is so true. You know, they say it about academia, too. Like, the politics in academia are so vicious because the stakes are so low. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> awful. 
I know when I worked at the school, I used to look at these these grown men and women, and they yeah. were like sheep. Yeah, they were like sheep being herded around by rumors and and any bit of any little tiny bit of gossip. Just oh, they were like chickens running around. It was funny stuff. Uh, all right, that's the post office update. Now we're going to need to use the post office to send the prize to our <laughs> contest winner. It is at long last time for to announce the winner of the Christmas Tea Wrapper Contest. Now, if you're new to the podcast this season, here's what happens: the Taney family has a tradition where uh, it's been going on for a number of years now. Uh, Mom and Dad, throughout the year, every time they drink tea. They'll take the wrapper for the tea bag and put it in a little bucket. And at the end of the year, they bring the bucket out, and you have to guess how many wrappers, how many cups of tea mom and dad had that year. And so we decided to share that contest with the listeners uh, at the end of 2020. Now, it played out in an interesting way, because I announced the contest a week in advance. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> before we sent giving people the picture of the bucket. But some people didn't get it um, and just started guessing sight unseen. When I said on the next week, like, I'll still take your uh, responses because, sure, you know. And if you, I said, right. if you want to change your answer, go, go ahead. Nobody did. Well, the grand total <laughs> of tea wrappers in the... Um, in the bucket was 1,275. Mom and Dad had 1,275 cups of tea last year. And wouldn't you know it, one of the people who guessed before they even saw the picture guessed 1,240. And that is our winner, Patrick S. Guessing blind wins the contest. Amazing. (laughs) He He was really doing the math and nailed it. So, Patrick... Uh, we'll be. Uh, I feel like maybe Patrick's even won a contest before on Pop Mom. He is a regular listener. Uh, in any case, Patrick, we'll be in touch soon to get your mailing address. Mom, what has Patrick won? Well, it's going to be a big surprise to him. A little bit of a surprise to me, too. Okay, so Mom doesn't know. But Mom puts together a prize package like nobody's business. So uh, I do try. Yeah, Mom will do right by you, Patrick. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Patrick, and thank you to everyone who entered uh, I know I might have said on a previous podcast that there were going to be runner-ups, but Mom decided no. There's only one winner because there's only one winner in the family, and fine. So the joy stops at Patrick on this one, everybody. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> now, oh, thank you, Patrick. I have a question for you. I'm ready. This is a question about finding things. Now you know I am not good at finding things when they are lost. Oh um, my God. Or anything, even when they're not lost. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, and I have these AirPods, um, and I lose them routinely. Um, you know, these are the little Apple white earbuds. that They don't have any wires or anything, so they're incredibly easy to lose. And I lose them constantly. Well, uh, the other day, I lost my AirPods, and uh, they were out of the case, and I had found one of them on the couch. And so I was, I had just come home from where and I might have been on a run or something. And, uh, so I'm looking around for them and Anna starts chiming in. My lovely, dear, talented wife, Anna <laughs> starts chiming in as she always does with the questions. 
oh, well, when did you last have them on? You know, and then I ch I'm checking outside on the porch. You said, oh, well, if you took them off outside, could they be X, Y, Z? Oh, could they, are they here? Oh, are they around here? And all my answers are, I don't know. I don't know where they are. Um, and so I feel like I'm now not only frustrated by looking for these, uh, these stupid earphones, but I also have like Detective Columbo in my living room, just peppering me with questions and making me even more frustrated. And so finally, I said something along the lines of, Anna, I don't know. I don't know. And she said, well, I'm just trying to help. Now, yes. my stance is, if you want to help, get down on your hands and knees with me and start looking around. Oh, yeah. You can't just ask the questions. You have to get up. Yeah. Okay. Because that's what... That's what dad says. Did you look here? Yeah. Did you look there? But he's sitting in a chair the whole yes, time. Exactly. So, yeah. So that, and they, I'm just trying to help. Yeah. No, you're not helping. You're not. If you get up, even if you get up and stand in the middle of the room, yeah. you may ask questions. <laughs> well, that is I, allowed. I think there's a limit on the questions. Once you've hit the bedrock of, I don't know, stop digging. Like, oh, oh, wait, you know? I don't know, because she is trying to jog your memory. Oh, maybe you took them off in the bathroom, you know, and set them on the sink. Maybe you, did you? Yeah, but I'm already doing that. I'm already doing that internally. I just don't think that's, that's like a marginal help on okay. thought processes that are already happening. To me, I feel like 99% of the time, it's just me saying, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where they are. Well, I'm going to tell you. Two things, okay? Okay. When you take them out of your ear, never be content to put them next to you on the arm of the couch, next to your plate if you're sitting at the counter. You must put them in the same place in each room. Always take them off in the same place. Always. Uh. And the second thing I do is I asked my grandmother, who's been dead for probably 30 years, to help me find it. And somehow, if I can put it off on someone else, that sometimes works. Hmm. That's a uh, novel and somewhat cockamamie idea. <laughs> I, I do have to say that it's a great way to find other things. Because anytime I'm looking for these AirPods, it's always like, oh, here's that glove. Here's the other glove right. that we were looking here's for. Here's my Rolex, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> always. So it's almost a service <laughs> to the household that I lose these True. AirPods constantly. I mean, you're right, I should always put them in the same place, but the beauty of them, like the whole selling point of the product is that they're ready to go anytime. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, i just got to be more careful with them. Anyway, the other AirPod was under the piano. I have no idea how it got there. but uh, Well, that's the problem. That's the problem. But they were in the same vicinity. The couch upstairs that you yeah, found yeah, it in yeah. the... Yeah. yeah, they were in the same way. One of them just rolled off the couch. I'm sure I just put them on the couch and one of them rolled off. Yeah. So, well, you do have two little gremlins that, that are more than happy to move anything. It sounds like you come down on the side of okay with questions, though. Well, um, um, if it's combined with getting up, 
It has to be combined with getting up and looking under this or that. It can't, you can't just sit in your chair because daddy thinks he gets full credit for that. And I, I say, no, you do not get full credit unless you are actively up and moving things. Yeah. Yeah. Looking here, running upstairs and you can fake that. I mean, you can still ask the questions and fake that, but you, it's a, it's a two part requirement. It's just a two part requirement. I, I, I have very strict rules about a lot of things. And if you just, if daddy wants to sit in the chair and say, did you look in the guinea pig room? Did you look on the kitchen table? Did yes, yes. I've looked at all the usual suspects. I really have. Well, that's what, yeah, that's the, what ends up exasperating me because it's just like, yeah, I looked there. Yeah, I looked there. Yeah, I looked there. And you know what? Maybe it's worth another look. So could you do it? You go do that instead of asking me to look again. Yeah. Right. Because I've already looked there three or four times at the least. Isn't it stupid just, how you do that too? Yes, because you're sure it's going it, to be oh there. Oh yeah, it's, it's going to, I just didn't look hard enough. I didn't look through my coat pockets hard enough the first couple yeah. times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, it, and then it's like a challenge. See, cause, cause dad will say, Oh, just buy another one. <laughs> sort. <laughs> oh, I hit my head. <laughs> My head flew back so fast I hit my head. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Just buy another one. Well, now to me it's personal. Yeah. Because oh, this absolutely. thing is yeah, okay, you get that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I um I with these headphones, the other thing is often I'm looking for them because I want to go for a run. Right? Yeah. So yeah. I'll I'll finally decide, oh, I can't fine, I'll just wear some regular headphones, like whatever. You know, I got a few pairs. Yeah. And then it comes time to look for the adapter to plug my headphone into the <laughs> iPhone. Which I also lose just on and I hate that they don't just have the i the headphone jack in the phone anymore. But Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm healthy and the the family as well, so what am I complaining about losing my headphones? I don't know. Um, I don't know, but that is a constant. That is a constant battle here. Dad, Dad has a, 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 about twenty four hats, and there's some days where he can't find. Yeah, he can't yeah. find it. That feeling too. Yep. Uh, so now you had a you had a, all I have in my notes here. Now, before the show, I just say to mom, "What do you want to talk about, mom?" And she gives me the broad strokes. So this is all I know going in, folks. I'm really almost going in as cold as you are. Throwing up on TV is the uh, bullet point I have in my notes here. Mom, please explain. Well, as you can imagine, I've been watching uh, quite a lot of television. Um, (laughs) Unlike everyone else out there. She's a face for you, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I do love television. I'm so glad someone invented it for me. Um, but for I was watching uh, The Office uh, and some other sitcoms um, mm-hmm. along the way. Mm-hmm. And everybody seems, one week in particular, it seemed that all the shows I watched, 
everyone had their own version of throw up, food poisoning, you know, smelly food, whatever. I am not a good, uh, I'm not good at throw up. No. I, I could change the poopiest, messiest diaper, clean up food from the ceiling to the floor. I could do all of that. But throw up was daddy's realm because I just, I have, I can't, I just can't do it. And it's amazing to me that so many of these shows that I watched all had at least one show where everybody's throwing up. And I, I, why is that funny? I think it's just disgusting. And especially when someone throws up and then someone just reacts to it. You know, like somebody starts sort of halfway throwing up. Oh, oh, the image that I'd rather look at snakes in a pit, you know, which does make me want to throw up. But it's disgusting. Why do people put that in a show? Um, I don't like it either. I... Um, I don't really like any episode that's about people being sick, even if it's just a cold. Um, I don't like the way it makes me feel. I don't like thinking about being sick. I don't like yeah. watching people being sick. I really, I'm with you and, and vomit. Yeah, I don't, uh. I don't find it funny at all. Um, even, you know, we watched the episode of Seinfeld, The Dinner Party, recently. Um, and there's no actual dinner party in this one. It's about them trying to make it to a dinner party. And yes. one of the obstacles along the way is they're stopping off for a babka at the bakery. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And uh, Jerry eats a black and white cookie that was yes. um, perhaps prepared improperly and throws up off screen. We don't see yeah. it. We just see him walk back and it says he broke his no vomiting streak. Even that, I do not find funny at all. Even just talking exactly. about it. Right. I, I find it... Uh, well, it, you know, it sort of sets off my gag reflex. Yeah, exactly. And I always wonder, like, weren't there a bunch of people in the writer's room who felt the same way? But and apparently not. No. Apparently not, because they, they pushed it. Now, let me just preface this by saying, we are not very good sick people. No, that's true. You know, Matt and Merrick solve it by they just get in bed and sleep. Yeah. They're very they're very good at that. That's how they handle it, but I tend to uh resent it. <laughs> For I yeah. don't know, that's just yeah. my reaction to it. Yeah. Also, when I was a kid, I was not really allowed to be sick. What, what my, does that mean? It means that's that's what my mother used to get furious if you got sick. And stayed home from school. She, I remember one time I had chicken pox and I was home for whatever the week or however long it took. And Sunday night, she was laying out my clothes. She was getting rid of me. I was going back to school the next day and she took off my shirt and I had measles. <laughs> right here. And I started crying because I knew she was just going to be. You know, that was a thing about her. She was, uh, by the time she got to me, she was a little tired of 
mothering, I think. And uh, she just wanted no part of it. So it was, uh, the message was, don't get sick. So I used to try and hide it. Well, that took a turn, didn't it? Yeah, I you're going to cry before we talk about the spoopy <laughs> game show. <laughs> I'm, I'm over it now. She's dead and, you know, I haven't really forgiven her, but, you know, what good is there to hold on to that? Well, you know what you did is you were a great mom to us kids. So, uh, well, that's, thank you. that's what you did with it. Well, thank you. Well, I, mean, I appreciate that. Yeah, well, you know it's the truth, I hope. Uh, you know, you could have been a crummy mom because you didn't really have a great role model, but you were and are a great mom. Well, thank you. That's my review of you. Now let's move on to our review <laughs> of The Hustler, shall we, Mom? We shall. Like an Agatha Christie mystery crossed with a trivia quiz, each episode of The Hustler features five strangers who have come to the stately mansion of Craig Ferguson looking to win some cash. To do so, they work together to answer a series of trivia questions, each worth 10000 bucks. But one of the contestants, the so-called Hustler, has a secret. The Hustler already knows all the answers to the questions because they are based on the Hustler's own experiences. So a former CIA operative who worked in Beijing might get a question about the Mandarin language, for instance. The Hustler's goal is to help their teammates pump up the pot by guiding them to easy answers and then abscond with the cash at the end. There's only one way for the innocent players to keep their own money and beat the Hustler, and that is to guess the Hustler's identity at the end of the game. Here's a clip. The Hustler has four chickens named Mrs. Butterbean, Destiny, Riot, and Party. These are the exact chickens. Where did you say you were from? I'm from Augusta, Georgia. Georgia? Georgia. There's some, there's some farms out in Georgia, aren't there? Do you have to have a farm to have chickens? I don't think so. Just because I'm Southern doesn't mean I've got chickens. That's, Tim that's looks like true. someone who would name a chicken You know, Riot. I have to say, Tim looks like Riot. a guy that might have a chicken. I'm, I'm just saying, Tim. You do look, look, that's I like not an chickens. insult. That's a nice thing. All right. Well, that's some information. The hustler keeps chickens. Here's your next question. Which Muppet Show character fell madly in love with Camilla the Chicken? Was it Rolf, Gonzo, Fozzie, or Beaker? It's Gonzo. You know, okay, oh, yeah, no. I was a, I'm a huge Jim Henson fan. Okay. It's Gonzo for sure, 100%. Are we sure it's not Fozzie? Gonzo the, is no, the one with Gonzo the nose. No, it's with the big nose, and he carries his little white chicken. I, I know don't this. watch the Muppets. So I, I love can't the Muppets. I'm who's, sorry. who's Rolf? Rolf? Rolf is a dog. Okay. Gonzo okay. has the nose and he carries a white chicken. I'm 100% positive on this. Tina seems pretty sure. Camilla I think we should go chicken? with it. Yeah. Camilla the chicken. Okay. I, right. I love Jim Henson. I'm going to go with you. I'm going with you then. Yeah, because I don't know. It's Gonzo. All right, if you guys all agree, let's have a look at it. You are saying it's Gonzo. Is Gonzo the correct answer? Gonzo is the correct answer. $20,000. What a team. All right, $20,000 has been backed. Ooh. Theories are being formed. The game is afoot. New episodes of The Hustler air Thursday nights on ABC. They are also available on... <laughs> Mom, are you hustling to watch more of this show? Or do you feel like you've been hustled? 
I feel like I've been hustled. You do? I do. Do you like this? Yes, I do like it. Oh, I hate it. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait. I wasn't going to, I was going to try and say hate less this year. So I really, really, really hated this show. <laughs> Well, tell me why. Oh, well, first of all, Craig Ferguson looks like somebody I wouldn't even want to ride the subway with. <laughs> he looks all greasy. Yeah, and, he's supposed to. Ew, I, it's just ew. Ew. Um, and then they have, is it six people? Is it six or five? I said five in the intro, but I'm not. I forget how many it is. It might All right. be six. Well, they start with a bunch of they people. They start I having forget a bunch. Of, they start picking them off. Yeah. So apologize and if I screwed that up. Go ahead. And as I watch it, I, I realize. I can't even relate to any of these people because all you've told me about them is, you know, you're a woman, you work in the stock market, and. So what? I don't care. I don't care about any of those people winning anything. And now you're telling me, um, and, and Craig Ferguson must say 500 times, did you hear that? Did you hear that? She just said blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking, are these people playing the game or are they chess pieces and you have to tell them? what they should be paying attention to. I find that very annoying. <laughs> well, he's a provocateur, you know. He's trying to he's trying to stir things up. Well, it doesn't work for me. It just doesn't work for me. He's just, he's, he's like, I just want to say to him, yes, we're all in the room with you. We all heard that. Can't. Can't you come up with something better than that? Or or answer this next question underwater or something. And now the, the one thing I do want to tell you that that I think we're gonna one day not have um, is that the women are always not suspect until it goes on for a while. I feel like there's that stereotype. Very interesting. So you're saying that Craig tends to, Craig, who is very, like I said, he's a provocateur and he's not the neutral host. One uh, element of the game that I love is he does not know who the hustler is. So he spends the whole time sort of, uh, you know, instigating and poking and prodding the players and saying, is it you? You know, and oh, of course you would say this, etc. So you're saying that you think his focus tends to fall on the men at first. I do. Mm. I do because I just think it's a stereotype that, that we will get away from as more and more women are uh, CEOs and, you know, people in power. Uh, I think that aspect will be lost. And uh, I, and I think it's a wonderful thing. But I think as you come into the show and look and you say, well, it's not her. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really one of the first reactions. Don't you feel that way? Well, certainly the episode that I watched, 
I will concur with that assessment. It fits that profile that you're talking about. Yeah, and yes. I think that's, yeah, if there's a if there's a bias either way, I guess that's the way it, it would go. Um, right. But the show is also playing off of that. It's playing off of our, our own biases um, and well, how it puts me, the story together. Let me tell you the one thing that I love. Okay. And that is when they vote, they use a machine from the 1950s that they used to use in department stores to cast their votes away. I mean, all this show over casting votes, I don't know. It seems like, is that is that the best? I don't know. It, nothing works for me in this show. Wait, so is this something you love or is that a long, drawn-out, sarcastic remark? Yeah, it did get lost, but I do love it because I used to be, I I only know that, that suction delivery thing from the bank. Yeah, yeah, the pneumatic tube, but you're right. It pneumatic used to be, tube, right. It used to be a staple of giant department stores as well. Um, right. For getting paperwork around. I love that even the thing that you say you absolutely loved was voiced in the form of a complaint. <laughs> I couldn't discern any affection for this element of the show in what you described to me. Um, I like it a lot. I love Craig Ferguson, so, you know, I'll check out anything he's doing. Okay. Um, you know, there was a lot of recap and a lot of, you know, reminding people of, of the Hustler's role, but it is a little bit tricky to get your head around at first because the Hustler is also, you know, the Hustler wants everybody else to win. They're sort of working with them and working against them at the same time. Yeah. As I guess a mole does. Um, but, you know, that's going to happen because it's an hour-long show. It's built for people to be able to tune in at any point. Um, and it's a new idea, which I also love. This is not... I mean, I've loved all the, many of their revivals, not all of them, but many of the revivals ABC has put together of um, older shows. But this Hustler idea is new. I mean, it's not totally brand new. People who have played games like Werewolf, uh, also known as Mafia, and a million other things. Like, this is a version of that game. There's a video, or Liars Club. Liars Club, yep. Um, there's, a, there's a video game that's really popular right now called Among Us which is a, a version of the same dynamic, you know, who's the imposter among us. Um, so it's not like a totally new idea for a game, but it's a new format. And uh, I like it. I like the mansion, the like murder mystery mansion that it takes place in. Like that whole aesthetic, I think is a really genius choice. Um, and I just, I just enjoy watching Craig Ferguson mince around for the better part of an hour. Sign me up. All right. Well, let me let me also, um, in terms of broad appeal, Anna and I spent the whole hour saying, oh, who do you think it is? Who do you think it is? Well, that was going to be my next point. That's what I have written down, that it would be a great show to watch with a few people. Yeah. Yeah. And talk it out. That would be ideal. Well, didn't you watch it with that? No, I watched it with Toast, and, you know, he never has well, much input. Have opinion, yeah. Um, yeah, that's the fun of it, is playing along. Um, I mean, it's fun to play along by yourself, but, yes, I think if you have... It's not that much fun to play along by yourself. Yeah, it's more fun with someone else. So Anna and I were going back and forth in our episode, because they also do a good job of concealing who the hustler is. And, you know, this this episode that I watched, about halfway through, it's like, 
oh my god, this is embarrassing. This person is obviously the hustler. <laughs> and it's just like, it was almost cringe television watching this person. It's just like, oh, it's obviously this person. <laughs> and then by the end, it's like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, you're less sure of yourself by the end. Now that yeah. to me is really like sharp production and good editing to um, construct that arc. It's a little long. It stretches out a little long over an hour. It's a little long. And I, and I do... I do wish they would give you a little more credit for yeah. there's a, so much recap. Yeah. But like I said, they do, because it is an hour and because it's on broadcast, they do design it for you to be able to drop in halfway through and get the idea. Um, necessarily. So I think, well, I will say this, that if I was watching it with commercials, I might leave the room and never come back. <laughs> We understand you don't like the program. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You'd like it even less with commercials. Yes, we. I could have guessed. <laughs> I forgot I watched, but I did watch it once on TV and once on Hulu. So uh, I had both ways. What about, I mean, what about Craig Ferguson in general? Is he, like, all other things being equal, is he more of a plus or a minus for you when you know he's going to be the guy? I like his uh, his words. I like, I just don't <laughs> like the way he looks. Aww. I just, I think he looks slimy. He looks slimy. He's not the hustler. Why does, why does, why can't he look rich and well-kempt? Because well, he's a creep who's gathered all these people at his mansion so he can play this diabolical game with them. Like, Well, I, I just think he looks like a bum. <laughs> yeah. He's, <laughs> I think he's old money and he's living off He's oh. living off the, it's a state, you know? Okay. That's what I his, feel like. His trust fund. His trust um, fund, yeah. <laughs> well, that that would be, he's he's a very clever man. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know, maybe this is beneath him. Well. All I, right, well, we're going to disagree on this yeah. one, I can tell. I think he's having fun with it. I mean, I, nothing will ever approach his late night show for me, which just was... Uh, one of the greatest things I've ever seen on television when it was on. And he ended that after 10 years as, because that's just what he wanted, but God, yeah. that was good. Do you think he was the best? Do you think, I mean, of all the late night, do you think he was the best? Uh, you know, I don't really rank things that way. I think that he's... All right, well, I, if they were all on TV at once, who would you watch? Well, I think... I think Letterman is the best ever in, term, yeah. in terms of late night. I don't okay. think, you know, I don't, I don't think Letterman would be the same today. Like I think that he was right. a, a person for a particular stretch, a particular era of American yes. television, right? Yes. As, as all hosts are, it's not really a criticism of him. Um, I think Conan O'Brien is the, is the best, even though his show is now off the air, I guess he's still podcasting and whatnot, but to me, for a long time, Conan O'Brien was the best, like, classic late-night host. Like, the mm. best guy mm -hmm. after Dave doing that classic late-night format. Yeah. I think Craig Ferguson is the only person I've seen in my lifetime really innovate on the format in, for anything worth a damn. There's been 
countless people who've said, oh, we're going to mix this up, this tired old late night. Well, I'm going to yeah. change it up and do it different. Craig never said that. He simply did it. Um, yeah. And yeah. so that's the place he he uh, holds in my mind. And I admire the hell out of him for it. I mean, my God, he had the, his sidekick was a talking robot skeleton. He had the, <laughs> he had the cow from Pee Wee's Playhouse visit almost every night. Like, and it was, a lot of it was inspired by Pee Wee's Playhouse. Like it was yeah. like that Pee Wee energy taken to late night, which I also thought was genius. Um, yeah, yeah. So I am a huge uh, Craigie Ferg fan. Um, and I like The Hustler, but mom, the only grade that matters is yours, so tell us, what is your grade for The Hustler? I'm going to give it a C minus. C <laughs> Okay, wow. What a dreary grade that is. Mom, do you have a recommendation for the listeners? I do. I have a recommendation for a book called The Bassoon King by Rain Wilson from the office oh, speaking of the office yeah the bassoon king now all i know about this is you telling me a number of times over the past month that this is uh, a weird book a very strange book but all true um he's a very oh i uh, didn't know that i thought it was a novel what it's a memoir i'm sure you're right i'm sure you're right no i'm looking yeah I'm it's sure a memoir. right too because yeah. i read it yeah, well, I, I didn't. I I thought you were describing to me a novel all this time that he had written oh, some no. crazy story. So this is a no. crazy story of his life. Of his life. Yes, he was raised in a some religion that I've never heard of, and oh, right, yeah. his mother took off, and he was raised in uh, now I don't remember South America or someplace, and his father married again, and. Um, his his life is just fascinating. How he ended up in Hollywood, it, yeah. it's just a it's a crazy good story. It's just a crazy good story. All right, is that the extent of your recommendation? Well, I could I if I would, and he tells an amazing story about the birth of his son. And for that alone, it's worth getting the book. Oh wow! Okay, so read it just for that. Stay for the story about the birth of his son. I mean, come for the story about the birth of his son. Stay for, well, forget it. Uh, all right. <laughs> so that is The Bassoon King, Art, Idiocy, and Other Sorted Tales from the Band Room by Rain Wilson. Not a new book, so it might be available at no. your local library. Easy to find. Convenient. What a convenient recommendation for our listeners. We try to uh, accommodate them. Well, that'll do it for this week's edition of Pop Mom. Mom and I will be back next week to talk about more pop culture. Um, oh, shoot. I did not prepare for this. What should we talk about, Mom? Something interesting. Something interesting. Oh, you saved me again, Mom. All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends. I see when you tweet it out, and I appreciate the heck out of it. We'd love to get email, too. It's popmom at ological.net. Talk to us about anything, uh, suggestions for the show. We listen. We take requests. We may not grant them. <laughs> I, I put a poll out uh, on Twitter earlier uh, to ask people which game show we should uh, talk about on the season premiere, uh, The Hustler or The Chase. And The Hustler got 48% of the votes. And wow. that, was, that was close enough for me. 
Okay. Yes, <laughs> technically the chase won the poll, but I wanted to talk about the hustler. So there you are. So that's how good our polls are. <laughs> I never said the poll was legally binding. Anyway, uh, yes, uh, email us, popmom at ological.net. Talk to us about anything. Uh, we love you. Mom and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, Mom. Bye, Johnny. I love you. Love you, too. <laughs>